0: Want to just lead? Sonia McDonald will take you on a journey on inspiration and courage. Sonia and her guests will inspire you to be truly kind, courageous, and just lead. Hello, everyone. It's Sonia McDonald here. And as you know, we have been interviewing, yes, another amazing interview with one of the finalists of our Outstanding Leadership Awards. Now, Sarah has been, Sarah Gandelfo, she is probably one of my (laughs) favourite finalists. I should have favourites. They're all favourites. But the reason why uh, we love Sarah so much at Leadership HQ is when we told Sarah she was a finalist, she wrote back to us with the most beautiful email saying how just, I think, I mean, I think it was probably maybe a surprise, but it was a very emotional moment for her. And I mean, in the midst of everything that was going on with COVID, can I tell you when we decided to move forward with the awards, even though the COVID was just kind of erupting all around us and we thought, no, we've got to keep pushing forward. We've got to, you know, work together to, you know, go through these hundreds of nominations, choose these finalists. We've got to choose these finalists. We've got to keep moving forward and around us really celebrating and showcasing kind of courageous leadership. And then when we came with the finalists feature of the categories and we let Sarah know, she was one of the first that got back to us and the most beautiful email that actually made me and my team cry. Uh because we were finding it really challenging during that time as well, because we'd put our heart and souls into the awards. And then when Sarah said, you know, how much it meant to her, meant for her, even during this time to receive such positive news, we knew that we'd done the right thing. We thought we're making a difference. We're making an impact. That's what leadership's about. So welcome to the podcast, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. And for that beautiful introduction. Thank you. My pleasure. (laughs) Uh, So tell me about you you and how you got to where you are today. Sure. So
1: I've worked in the early childhood education and care sector for almost 20 years now. Um, And it kind of started by default. Um, I didn't do very well at high school. And my teachers kind of thought that I wouldn't really amount to anything. So they kind of shoved me in this direction. Off I trotted to TAFE and the love affair with early childhood just began and I knew from the moment I finished my first class on my first day that I wasn't just going to be an educator for the rest of my life. I wanted to lead and I wanted to make a difference in this sector for the children, as many children as I could really. Um, So, over the last 20 years or so, I've you know, worked in a multitude of roles and most recently I've taken the leap into service management. So I now run a long daycare service. We are licensed for 180 children a day. COVID has very much affected that, but we will get back to the amazingness that we were before. Um, And just recently I've started um, a little side hustle with uh, Saman and Slattery, which is a consulting company within the early childhood space focusing on leadership for quality improvement across Victoria.
0: I'm so proud of you because (laughs) you you are you are you are educating and developing our future leaders and what 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 an awesome role to have. I mean I I actually work uh, with a couple of childcare companies here in Brisbane. I have got an absolute new level of respect uh, for the work that you do and also the challenges and demands that you have around obviously educating the children also the parents I'm sorry but some parents <laughs> are very interesting uh, but also you know you have to lead the staff you have to lead the children you have to lead the parents you've got to really focus on taking care of yourself and all the challenges that I mean how do you do it
1: Um, I think prioritising. So I think for me, the priority of my team is probably the most important aspect because without a team, we're not going to have children and families. So it really does start with the people that I surround myself with. So whether that's in my personal life or at work, making sure that they're okay and they're flourishing to be able to give the best to everybody else too.
0: Yeah, I think I think the key, and this is I mean, with the childcare centres that I've been that we, you know, we've been working with with coaching them around leadership, because obviously, I mean, you're really passionate about the leadership because obviously you're doing that now as well, is it does start with leadership. I mean, you need to be the best leader you can be to lead by example and what honestly, what a wonderful leadership role to be educating these beautiful children. Absolutely. It must be the best. Honestly, it must be just... <laughs> it's very
1: joyful. So even though it can be really hard, there's a lot of joy in the work. So I think that makes it a little bit easier.
0: So how are you finding leading through COVID? I mean, how are you... It's, it's been tricky. Um,
1: there's need... So it's, I've, I feel like I've had to take a new kind of stance around this idea of professional love. So love isn't really something that we talk about in the early childhood space because obviously parents love their children and partners love each other. But right now we need to give each other a certain level of love as well. And so making sure everyone's okay and making sure that when we're at work we're kind to each other and we slow down and we just take a moment just to reflect on all the good things that are happening while acknowledging that, yes, there are some challenges as well.
0: Yeah, I think that self-kindness and self-care is really fundamental during this time and I think that's probably one of the reasons why the momentum around these awards, what they stand for, has gained so much exposure and momentum because it is around kindness and courage and a lot of people haven't really thought about those words when it comes to leadership. But I think during COVID, I think people have got a new level of kindness, uh, which, yeah. So what does leadership mean to you? I mean...
1: Leadership for me, it's kind of all encompassing. So it's it's working on myself and being yeah. the best version of me that I can possibly be in all aspects of my life and then helping others to be the best that they can be too. So my mantra at work is is my interaction with this person going to help them achieve their own goals? Is the way I communicate with this person going to help them be the best version of themselves? So I'm always focused on how to help others improve upon themselves through action, through reflection, through whatever it is they need yeah. while also having that focus on myself
0: too. That's really it does start with us. Mm, absolutely. With that self-leadership. So okay. And so where what what's your vision for yourself? I mean, where are you going? Where do you think you're going? Um I I think I'm I I, will, I hope to take this
1: country by storm. So I do. I do <laughs> want to go, I love that, Sarah. I love that. I, I do <laughs> want to make a difference to children across the country. So right now, I can do a small part with just the life that I'm living right now. Um, I do have two children, so being at home is also important to me. So right now, I can work with services in Victoria, and we can look at the leadership within their services, improving the quality in those centres. But then hopefully, this will open up a door into say something in politics or government to start making some real political impact around policy change in early childhood.
0: Wow. So what what step, de- I mean, it sounds like you've got your, your sidekick business that you're doing. So what other things are you doing to make this happen?
1: Um, so I've started reaching out to publications and so trying to get written work out there. So I recently collaborated with the editor of The Sector online Um, To put out an article about just about the work that we're doing. So, slowly just trying to put myself out there in a really different way that hasn't necessarily been something comfortable for me, but I know that that's a stepping stone to improving myself and getting my voice out there so that I can make that difference that I want to make.
0: That is so great. Well, let us know. Well, anyone that's listening, um, I'm sure people listening to this you know, even from our perspective, we're here to help us. If there's anything we can do, I mean, what is there anything anyone could do to help you? Is there anything you need from anyone? Platforms. Okay. (laughs) So I've got a lot to say, I
1: feel. um, And it's starting to really, it's starting to gain momentum. So I think, I just, I just need those platforms to be able to have my voice heard at the right levels with people yeah. who at the moment have the influence to make those decisions at that higher level.
0: So what's your key message? That we need early
1: childhood education to stay free for families, but we also need it funded correctly for services.
0: Wow. That is so huge.
1: It's kind of, it's it's happening now, but it's also not. So it's happening for families And that's been so amazing and so positive. And, you know, I I can't thank the government enough for that, but services haven't been funded correctly. So the funding model isn't there. Approved providers aren't getting the supports that they needed. So that's what we need to really volley for within the sector.
0: Okay. So anyone's listening out there, I'm going to put my thinking cap on to see what platforms we can help you get a voice because I agree like and yes and I and the reason why and I might be slightly biased is because I've been a full-time solo mum ever since my daughter was three and one of the challenges I found because obviously I mean I'd come back from I had come back from China to move back to Australia to find a job full-time solo mum didn't have any support didn't know what to do with my daughter. Didn't know how I was going to afford childcare because trying to find a job to pay for childcare because I was on my own because I was only one income and I didn't have a lot of money and it put a lot of extra stress on me. And, I mean, I'm not saying, like, I'm any different to anyone else. I'm sure it's really challenging for families to juggle kids, especially if you've got a few children in childcare. Um, But it also... Okay, I, I'm. I'm taking us on a tangent here. <laughs> I um, I felt even when I I felt I couldn't put my daughter in childcare and I couldn't go to work because I couldn't afford childcare. So it was kind of therefore I let my career go not in a direction I thought it would because I obviously I was a mum and that's the most important role. But at the time, if I was able to balance having my, which I am a big advocate for childcare because my daughter learnt stuff there that she would never learn from me is that if she was, if I was able to afford to put her in childcare, I could have stayed into the directory of my career. Does that make sense? It's kind yeah, of... Yeah, absolutely. Care.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, there's so many benefits to early education and, you know, I'm all about that. But there is also that aspect of gender equity and that without the appropriate funded childcare, women particularly aren't going to re-enter the workforce in the pathway that they need to. So, you know, I was very fortunate. My partner was home with our kids. And so I only took three months off work and was then able to re-enter. But for some women, it might be two or three years. And Mm. that might change the course of their career in a way that they may not ever recover from.
0: And I know lots of women that don't, you know, and then they get to a point in their career, like, for instance, where I did where I became a full-time solo mum and, and my ex-husband, you know, he was like, well, I've had my career completely on track, so, you know, thanks. <laughs> I was like, okay, Because I had to give up my career right. because we couldn't mm-hmm. afford to. So it made it even tougher for me to. But also the skills my daughter learnt At childcare and the growth and her ability to connect and, you know, it was just gold. I mean, it's just the yeah. Anyway, sorry. I know (laughs) we're very passionate. (laughs) Yes, we are passionate about helping helping children, helping children, but also helping people out there get access as well. So, okay, how are you feeling about being a finalist?
1: Um, I'm blown away. I didn't in a million years think that when my manager put my application forward, that I would even come close to being a finalist. And actually it was the night before I got the email from you that I said to my partner, oh, we haven't really heard anything. Oh, it's probably, you know, that's fine. It's, it's gone away. And that was a nice experience. And, and then I woke up to an email from you and I just couldn't believe it.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's pretty special. Uh, we're we're very honoured to have you as a finalist, Sarah. Like, really honoured. Because um, when we saw your nomination, thank goodness. I mean, I was aware of everybody, but I took a step back uh, because I knew a few finalists. So I was like, okay, I really can't put my views in. Yeah. However, your nomination was so wonderful and so deserving, and yeah, you should be really proud of the impact you're making in the leadership space. For our children so uh I just can't wait to, we just can't wait to meet you thank you so much hopefully please open the borders please open I the know borders. <laughs> <laughs> so so you've got how many children
1: so I've got two so I've got a two-year-old and a six-year-old oh my gosh you mm. look so young you must have had them really oh. young. <laughs> <laughs> not really no not really but thank you that's okay that's good like, lighting yeah boy girl uh, two year olds a boy,
0: the six year olds girl. Oh, so okay. You wait One of each. Just lovely. wait yeah. another six years <laughs> for the girl and there's a new level yes. of ship you need to be learning. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so no, we're very excited and we hope we get to meet you. We're 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 very excited for the fourth of September. I'm sure we'll be very excited about having a champagne together. Yeah, so, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, is there any other future like further insights or anything that you'd like to say before we close off the podcast. And, and if anyone's listening, how they can reach you to help you.
1: Um, if anyone's wanting to reach out, um, I'm Sarah Louise Gandolfo on LinkedIn. And so anyone can access me there. Um, but I think my biggest word of advice to everybody is just to be true to yourself. So I've, I've gotten everywhere I've needed to get by just living with honesty, kindness, integrity, and just being who I really am and that's the kind of person that people are drawn to. So it's working so far.
0: <laughs> and it will, you've got to keep it real and authentic. I think sometimes too yes. many leaders put on a mask and, yeah, I think the key to leadership is just stay true to yourself and to your values. That's
1: it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah.
0: So we're definitely going to put all your contact details in this podcast. So if anyone would love to reach out to Sarah, um, please connect with her on LinkedIn. We'll put all her details there. So if there's anything that you'd like to ask her, if there's any way that you can help uh, Sarah around, helping with any platforms around the messaging that she's out there, uh, really advocating, please uh, reach out to Sarah. And thank you again for being on our podcast and being such a kind and courageous leader. Thank you so much and uh, keep listening to these incredible finalists there's more to come you support our movement around kind and courageous leaders and thank you for listening to Sarah today and we look forward to having you on more podcasts and remember to stay kind and stay courageous thank you